Gracious God, we ask this morning that you would be with us if we, as we look at your scripture, Lord, that you would put me behind the cross, that your words and your thoughts would be mine. And Lord, if I misspeak today, forgive me and let your message be heard. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Bless you. Have you ever thought to yourself that God must be too busy to listen to me? That my issues and my problems are so small compared to the many that God doesn't have time really for me. He's got better things to do. I probably fall pretty low on the list. Y'all ever thought that? Especially when your prayers aren't necessarily answered the way that you want them to be. If God doesn't answer them exactly how you ask, then, you know, maybe God doesn't care as much about your prayers. Lots of people believe that, that God's just too big or too busy to be concerned with the little details of our lives. But friends, I'll say this to you today. God absolutely cares about your needs, however large or small they may be. Remember Luke 12, verse 6 and 7, and it says, Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? Yet not one of them is forgotten in God's sight. But even the hairs of your head are all counted. Do not be afraid, you are of more value than many sparrows. You see, God remembers the birds that people sell for almost nothing. These birds that mean really not much to us. But God finds them important enough to mention. And Jesus says, we're more valuable than they are. God cares enough to number the hairs on our head. And Psalm 139 tells us that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. So where in all the scripture would we get anything other than God does care? There are lots of us who grew up believing that we didn't matter. That we were not the top of the list. Maybe it was our parents or the adults that were in our lives. Maybe it was even the church failing in the responsibility, in their responsibility, to reflect the love and the goodness of God while we were in their care. When the theology of the church is fear-based or instills fear in the children and the youth and the adults, the idea and the message of value can get lost, right? How many of y'all have ever heard this? If you don't get saved today... You're going to live a life in eternity in hell. How many of y'all heard that growing up? Yeah. Yeah. I did. But at some point, when I started to open up my mind and my own heart and the possibility that God cares, I realized that, that I was made in God's image too. Just like everyone else, I was valued and cared for, just like the people at that church that were so perfect. You remember how they were perfect and you were somehow less than perfect? God made me and God loves me and I matter. Say that with me. God made me, God loves me, and I matter. It's 
important that we know that. And so God does care about every aspect of your life from the smallest of matters. Everything matters to God. You matter. James 1, 19 through 22 is our sermon text today. And it says, you must understand this, my beloved. Let everyone be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger. For your anger does not produce God's righteousness. Therefore, rid yourselves of all sordidness and rank growth of wickedness and welcome with meekness the implanted word that has the power to save your souls. But be doers of the word and not merely hearers who deceive themselves. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks Thanks be to God. I titled today's message, Being and Doing. So we just read, let everyone be quick to listen and slow to speak and slow to anger. So we know that from the creation story, from the very beginning, God created us to be in relationship to God, to worship God, and to be in relationship with others, right? We are called, Scripture said man is not meant to be alone, right? We're supposed to be together in fellowship and in relationship. And God cares deeply about those relationships, And in all our relationships, we are called to be quick to listen. That's not just hearing and ignoring what we have heard. Husbands, how many of y'all catch yourselves every once in a while saying, my wife was griping at me about not listening to her. It's like I walked in on the middle of a conversation. We need to listen. We listen with purpose. We're called to listen with purpose. We're called to listen with intent to learn. And we're called to listen because we trust God. God loves us and we know this. We listen because what matters to God should matter to us. And remember like we said, I matter and you said you matter. So what you say ought to matter to me because God cares about you. God wants us to know about God, about God's thoughts and about humanity and we listen because God puts people in our lives who are in a shared experience with us with Jesus Christ it's what we're all doing here we listen for godly wisdom and we listen for good advice so that we will make better choices and that our lives will be made better we listen to each other to God's people You see, God remembers the hurting and the broken and the afflicted and will love us and will love others through us. Your hands will be the hands of God. Your voice will be the voice of God to tell the truth of Jesus Christ. We listen and we grow to trust Jesus more. God's people matter and the folks outside these doors may not know it. You know, there's, there's, there's in, in any community, in any place, only a small portion of the community are affiliated with the church, which leaves so many people that are not. And that's our mission field. It's our job to let them know that Jesus loves them, to let them know that there's good news, to, to bring good news to the poor, to... to Set the oppressed free, right? That's, that's our job. We are called to enlighten them. 
And in all our relationships, we are called to be slow to speak, meaning we listen more than we respond. And that's because we value what other people are saying. You don't listen to speak, you listen to understand, right? One writer said, we have two ears, but only one mouth, so that we can hear more and speak less. And in all our relationships, we are called to be slow to anger. Slow to anger. When we're angry, we're overwhelmed with emotion and feelings. And when we're overwhelmed, we're unable to think at our best. We're unable to think with clarity. Our anger doesn't produce the kind of character that God wants in us. And it doesn't produce righteousness. James, James continues to describe what it looks like to truly trust God. And he writes that those who trust God reject sin. And sin's what happens when we choose to, to honor ourselves above everyone else and above God. When we put ourselves in front of everything else and in front of God. When we lose focus on God. So James says, let's put away sin. Let's get back to serving God and serving others. Let's die to self and be who we are called to be. And James doesn't want us to stop sinning to just be better people. James wants, to, James wants us to stop sinning and to accept on a much deeper level the message of Jesus Christ. To really live into what Jesus has called us to do. To transform ourselves into the image of Christ and into the character of Christ. Part of the way God loves us is by walking alongside us, doing the, doing the things with us when we feel like it's too much to bear. And God says that God will never leave us. God wants us to be able to hear the word clearly. And James tells us that we need to get rid of anything that would stop us from hearing the true word of God. Anything that deceives us or distracts us from the true word. And he says we need to turn from it. And when we turn away from it, we don't need to go back. Because we tend to do that as humans. We will turn away from the sin and then we'll go back to it because it's comfortable or it feels good. Or it's just part of our DNA. There's a, there's a scripture in uh, Proverbs. I want to say it's 2611. Maybe 29. It's 2611. And it says, As a fool returns to its folly, so a dog returns to its vomit. And I'm just going to use that real briefly here today, but I'll preach on it at some point. But, but the sin that we do should be so disgusting that we turn away from it. That we don't want to go back to it. But somehow we do, just like the dog. And we keep going back to it. It ought to, it ought to physically make us ill. That's sin. James says, turn away from it. James speaks of the person who goes to church and listens to the reading and the explanation of the word and who thinks that listening has made him a Christian. He missed the fact that what is read and heard must be turned into action. It must be lived out. It's about being and doing. Being who we are called to be and doing what we are called to do. 
James is saying that what is heard in the holy place must be lived out in the marketplace. It must be lived out in society outside of these walls and outside of your home. It's supposed to go to work with you and school with you. What is heard at church must be lived out in the community or there's no point in hearing it. So living the Christian life comes not from hearing the word and ignoring it. Rather, it comes from replacing old habits with new habits, from gradually learning to put into practice all that we hear from the word of God. And as we read and hear God's word, we pray, submitting ourselves wholly to Jesus Christ. And God begins to work in us and through us to the glory of God and to the kingdom of God. Being and doing. Friends, God truly cares about every aspect of your life, no matter how large, no matter how small. And God doesn't want us to be idle or to waste our time. Simply going to church and hearing the sermon and routinely saying the prayers and liturgies and raising our hands in prayer doesn't mean a thing if that's all we are as Christians. God wants us to live out our faith in a practical service to other people and a personal holiness. Don't ever think that simply coming to church makes you a Christian. God is calling us to carely, care deeply uh, about our relationship with God and with other people, people who are suffering, who are lost, who are ignored. We are to be who we are called to be, to do what we are called to do, to conform our understanding of truth so that it matches the lifestyle that we live. To love God and to love our neighbors and to keep ourselves being polluted by the world. We are to be inspired daily and draw nearer to God. To walk carefully to listen fast and to talk slow and to be slow to anger. We are to hear the word and do the work. Being and doing. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.